We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome to the Final Fantasy Lorecast, a podcast dedicated to the history and lore of the Final Fantasy series. Join us as we take a deep dive into the different worlds, characters, and so much more. Welcome back, Warriors of Light, to another episode of the Final Fantasy Lorecast. And I am one of your hosts, Ben of Tamaria. And yeah, we, we've been away for a couple weeks because, you know, holidays are a thing. We all want to spend time with family and have fun and just, you know, have a respite of rest. Uh, but as normal, joining me today is my awesome other host, Trey. Hello. And we have a special guest, uh, Sharp, who is joining us again. What's up? Um, Steven couldn't join us, unfortunately. He is still on his vacation, um, as supposedly agonizing it was being sick at Disney World. Uh, <laughs> but he's taking a long, long day of rest, so which he which he needs. He went to Epcot. He needs the rest. Yes, well, well deserved, and we look forward to him coming back in the new year. Oh, it would be the new year! Holy crap! <laughs> yeah, dude, it's only four days away. I gotta get those <laughs> jokes in because people think it's corny when you're just like, oh, "I'll see you next year" when it's like a day or two. But four days, see, I got the good reaction. <laughs> it's all, jokes are all about timing. Yeah, that that's true. Jokes are all about timing. So uh, today's episode is going to be pretty loose uh, compared to our normal lore episodes. Uh, we actually are going to go over our favorite Final Fantasy characters in the first half of the show. In the second half, we are going to go over the details and ex- uh, speculations that we have for the upcoming Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which is a sequel to the remake of Final Fantasy VII, which comes out in two months. Two months. Yeah. I've, I've, I've bullied you enough, and it's, we're finally talking about it. Right. <laughs> and I will say, I do have to, I still need to play the integrated chapters before I start and play uh, Rebirth. But I think there's only like three or four integrated chapters. It's not really that long. It's just the Yuffie. Yeah, um, which there's a what like three Yuffie chapters, three or four Yuffie chapters, and that's it. Yeah, I think I think I got through it in twenty two hours, and that was doing well. That's just your, about everything. Well, you're playing it with the uh, base game, right? No, just just the Yuffie part itself. I think it took me about twenty two hours. It took you twenty two hours. Oh, I mean that's a day. Dude, I, that's so, only so a day. They have this. Um, they have a, uh, a a mini game, and it's like uh, oh, there it is, like Fort Condor in Final Fantasy VII. Um, but it's mixed. Was it like Clash of Clans? I think where the you set the things down and they walk forward and they attack each other, and you have like there's like flying ground and there's three. But it's got this great mini game that um, just sucks you in. And I bet of those 22 hours I think I put into it, six of it was was doing that. And I really hope that they bring Fort Condor back because it was an excellent game. There was a lot of strategy to it, and it was there was I want to say there was three difficulty levels, and so it was one of those things that it was easy for beginners, but they were able to make it challenging, a lot like Gwent in uh, The Witcher. Oh, you know me. I love Gwent. I have Gwent cards literally right right above me on my bookshelf right here because I love Gwent. Um, but we are not talking about the Final Fantasy VII stuff quite yet. So we are going to get right into our favorite characters of the FF series. So I would say spend about like 20 minutes or so 
talking about our favorite characters um, and go and then you know do the show like normal. So who wants to start first? Trey Sharp. I know Sharp brought up the 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 topic for today. I don't know if you have like a specific one you want to go over. Nope. I just couldn't think of a cool topic, and that's what I came <laughs> up with. Hey, that's fair. That's understandable. <laughs> So, I mean, I think Trey had something to say. Oh, I mean, my the first one, I guess, to bring up, I've been playing Final Fantasy VIII a lot lately. I mean, really, I've been playing seven, eight, and nine. Um, but Selfie in VIII, I, all, I never cared for her. She was just the, the annoying schoolgirl um, who was not the love interest for the main character, and she just got pushed to the side for me on my first playthrough. But I've just really appreciated her. Uh, I just, I think I just finished the first disc. So you go and you fight uh, Ultima Cydia, I think is her name. Uh, but before that, Selfie, she's the new transfer. She's just got to the school. And when they, she finds out they're launching the missiles, you get to the traditional, oh, we have to split the party up part of the game. And she's the leader of it. And it's all because they're launching mis- missiles back at her old base, basically. And I just, I didn't appreciate the depth of her character and just the way she acts. And um, obviously they're just kids and that sucks. But she, she's the childish one of the group, but the way they're able to also make her into the leader, some like give her leadership qualities, show that she's not just the childish character. Uh, I didn't notice that before, but I really, I really appreciated that on this last playthrough. And she has a great uh, saying, Booyaka. Booyaka. <laughs> that's her greeting, Booyaka. Uh, that's a greet. Oh, okay. It's a greeting. Interesting. As soon as you said it, I was thinking Cyborg from DC, Booyah from Teen Titans. I was thinking uh, Michelangelo from Ninja Turtles, Booyaka Sha. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I will I will complete the trifecta with I personally think of Rey Mysterio from wrestling, his theme oh, song yeah. and the way it starts off. So yeah. I love that all three of us had these positive things that we <laughs> went to, and they were all three different. But no, I really like her in A. I think she's really underappreciated. Irvine is still a loser. Uh, I don't like him at all. Zell is more obnoxious than I remembered. Um but again, that's probably just me being the grumpy old man now that I am instead of the teenager I was when I last really went through it. Um, but that's the only one that really stuck out for me from eight. See, I like okay. Zell from eight. I like- See, Zell was my favorite going into it. And now, and again, I'm, I'm just in the first part, so he hasn't really got to shine. Uh, I just got through the part, so you know how after... <laughs> After you fight them and like Squall's getting interrogated, Zell's the guy who breaks you out because he fights with his fists and he's like, I can fight. And uh, I'm coming around a little bit on him, but that first disc, Zell is uh, pretty insufferable. <laughs> See, I that's like how, that's the, how you get growth. I like all the cheery people. Crack me up. And see, an eight, I know this is supposed to be our favorite, but I cannot stand Squall. Cannot stand him. Least favorite so, character in all Final Fantasy. That's that's funny because so obviously you know you guys know I haven't played eight yet, and that is the most common thing I've heard with everyone who has played eight is like yeah I don't like the main and protagonist. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, interesting compared to the last game. <laughs> where cloud is super like, like everybody loves and like they go to the next game and it's like yeah yeah no one no one likes squall i'm sorry he has a cool gun blade but yeah that's that's a he did have an awesome gun blade but no i think he gets i think he gets a little bit of a bad rap eight didn't go over as well as seven and so with eight um a lot of the story is so all of the characters they were all in an orphanage together when they were kids but when you're around the guardian forces the summons it makes you forget so uh all of these characters uh in theory they're just kind they they don't have memories they don't have past so they're just kind of um i'm trying to think of the right word for it uh, empty vessels yeah, or 
uh, elements or uh, ang- the uh, what was the movie where it had the little red guy and he got angry and it was all about the girl's emotions in her head. Oh, oh inside out. The, yeah. Yeah. Inside out. Um, for me, it seems like a lot of the characters kind of represent different emotions. Like Quizzicist is kind of like the, the intelligence squall is like the brooding guy. Zell is the, the cheery, uh, you know, go getter. But none of, you know, they don't have any depth because they don't really remember things, which is funny because Zell has a mom in the one town. But I guess he was like, it's probably his adopted mom would be my guess because they all get like adopted out. But to me, it's, I think Squall gets a bad rap, but he is uh, very lame. He is very lame. That's fair. So. Sharp. I was I was lame too when I was sixteen. weren't you guys like sixteen was pretty <laughs> awkward. We were in high school. Everyone who's in sixteen is in high school. Yes, we were all awkward. <laughs> but uh, sharp, what is yours? Um, the one that comes to my mind, and a lot of people don't like this character, but I love him because I have so much in common with this dude, and that would be Prompto from uh, fifteen. The dude cracks me up. He does. I love that he does the Final Fantasy uh, like victory song when you win fights. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the dude loves chocobos as much as I do. Like I don't know. I just he also just kind of keeps the party kind of. He preppy. gets yeah. He keeps keeps the party preppy. He's the funny go getter. Like in, I mean, I I can see I, yeah, Prompto can be annoying from time to time. Yeah. Well, and. Gameplay wise, he is not very like oh yeah reliable. But gameplay wise, he's kind like completely useless as a character though. Like he's he's hilarious and just yeah, like you said, like um, doing the fanfare literally after like every fight or every so many fights is just freaking hysterical. And I was like, oh my god, why prompto stop? (laughs) (laughs) But he has he's also you know very relatable. To, I mean, that's the thing with 15. All the characters are very relatable to anybody. Like, you can relate to those characters night and day. Noctis, debatable, but... <laughs> the king yeah, they really the built out boy. Um, the other three. Gladius, Prompto, and no. Ignis. Ignis. Yeah. Blind Ign- boy. Yeah. Ignis, Prompto, Gladius, and then Noctis. Noctis is the one, like, all ball out. Like, he's like, yeah, you could relate to him, but, like, he likes to fish. Like, that that's really it. That and, you know, I'm engaged. Well, I, like I they, have to go find they, my, <laughs> my fiance. They use, him as the, they use him as the blank slate, and then they use his friends to tell the yeah. stories, and you're kind of that blank emotion. Yeah. Like, you're, you're Noctis. That's true. And you're, you're the one that, ha- that feels these feelings. That, and it's... I think they do that on purpose. Uh, oh, absolutely. A little bit. And then, like, you know, each of your companions get their, got their own d- individual DLC with their own individual story, which fleshed them out even more and explains why the way they are. I don't... I haven't played 15 in the DLC in a long time, so I don't quite remember Prompto's DLC too well. Um, I didn't, I started it. You start off in some building and <laughs> you get to run around. You get to use like assault rifles and all that. You get to use all these different guns and run around. So, so do I you take pretty... pictures sharp? Are you, are you a photographer? Uh, like I only played like the first five minutes of it. And like I said, all you did was run around. I'm and... in real life. Oh no. <laughs> you no. said you're like prompto. I didn't know how much you guys had in common. Uh, just curious. As, as in how much we have the love for the chocobos and how great they are. Because chocobos are the best. They are. Chocobos like, are phenomenal. I have a shirt that says my other ride is a chocobo. <laughs> I, saw a, uh, I saw a thing going around. I don't have it on my phone handy, but it was a debate. Do you like your chocobos angry or happy? Because if you look at the chocobos in 16, they've got a very serious angry war type face on them. But if you look at the ones in the 7 remake, they're they're a little bit brighter, uh, you know, feathers. Uh, they look happier. I mean, it makes sense, though, why they have different expressions. In 7, the Chocobos are running free. In 16, there's constant war. 
Look, man, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying that's the thing going around, and I thought it was interesting. I obviously I like the happy because they just I I like the brighter. That's just kind of the chocobo thing for me. But like you said, it makes sense why they are the way they are in sixteen. Doesn't mean it's my preference. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And Final Fantasy Type Zero, there's a pretty sad scene where a kid and a chocobo die together. Oh, was, why'd you yeah. have to tell me that? <laughs> That's so depressing. Oh Dude, that game God. is depressing. The it first is. Half, like, I have the beginning of that intro is all depressing. I, I, I think I only played the intro of Type Zero, and I was like, oh. This is different. <laughs> it's dark. It's I am so dark. glad that I've never played that. I don't think I will. No, I don't. It's very, it's very dark. Yeah. Um. But gosh, uh, my favorite character. Oh shoot! There, there's. I have a quite a bit, and lo and behold, they come from fourteen because that's the, you know, the game I play the most out of all the Final Fantasy games. I would say Estinian. From Heaven's War, he is okay. the. Um, Let's see what this guy. God, is. oh shoot! Um, it's after Lancer. Um, dragoon. Like dragoon. A dragoon. Thank God. Thank you. I don't know why that I'm escaped my head. Disappointed. I, that I you am can't so sorry. I don't know why I couldn't remember Dragoon. I do too many podcasts. Okay, <laughs> that's my excuse. So he's a Wait, Dragoon, dude, but like what's he's he? a Dragoon. So you, um, so you first meet him. Actually, he's in base game of fourteen, where is he when the one you, that teaches you? No, he he oh. is the Azur a Dragoon in the base game, as he is in Heaven's Ward. Uh, when you get to your Dragoon. Uh, storyline, your job story, you learn about Estinian. Your master was his master at one point because your your current teacher or your teacher that gives you all your skills and everything used to be an Azur Dragoon. And throughout that, you learn about Estinian. You learn like he went rogue from um, Ishgard. And to go and sack revenge against uh, Nidhogg, who is a evil dragon, and whatnot, and uh, towards like his entire family. Yes, this yeah, dragon. His yeah, his drag. The Nidhogg literally wiped out his entire village. He is like one of the very only survivors. He becomes and learns to become a dragoon. To one, he learned. He started to survive, and then he, you know, oh. I can use these powers and these abilities to kill the the dragon that literally wiped out my entire village. So I'm going to go and do that. Um, and throughout Heaven's Ward, um, you uh, come across him even more because it's dealing specifically with Ishgard and Nikog and all that. And you befriend Istinian throughout the campaign. You find out he... The... The Azur Dragoons use the power of a dragon to to be Azur Dragoons. They use eyes because in Final Fantasy, at least in fourteen, dra- their dragon's powers they come from their eyes. Well, Ishgard had one of Nidhogg's eyes, so they bestow the eye onto a singular dragoon, makes them the Xur Dragoon, specifically to guard Ishgard from dragon threat and to uh, battle any evil dragons that come across, mainly Nidhogg. And, yeah, throughout the, uh, the campaign... So he's a dragon-slaying dragoon. He's a dragon-slaying his family. Yes, but mm-hmm. then gets corrupted by that power. And basically then kind of becomes evil himself. Until towards nice. the end of the uh, expansion and updates that they did bef- in between, where you basically save him and then he become he comes out like a changed man. Like he has a whole redemption arc and everything. He he starts as an arrogant um, dragoon, literally just going seeking revenge. He gets corrupted by power, and then the warrior light breaks that corruption. 
Really cool, I also really had fun, and um, on my list. He actually does appear later in later expansions as well, and including the new one that's a uh, Dawn Trail that'll be coming out next year. Uh, but I have not experienced anything past like halfway through Stormblood yet, so. Sounds like yeah. he's going to be around for a while. Oh, yeah. Like, and I mean, maybe not. I guess. I guess if they were going to kill somebody off, he's already had a full arc. But right. And fun fact. Well, the thing is, he also becomes part of the um, the uh, the main group. The um, I can't remember the main group on the top of my head either. Oh my god, I am losing my mind today. Scions of the Seventh Dawn, that's what they are. Uh, he becomes a Scion who is, in base game, are the quote-unquote Warriors of Light um, to save the realm and all that. But you are the character create, you, like You as a player character are the true Warrior Light. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. Cool. He has really cool redemption arc and everything. And uh, fun fact... The Dragoon that you fight in the prologue of 16 is voiced by the same actor. Hmm. I need to get a PS5 so I can play 16. Is that, is that Tiamat? Isn't that what they call him? Um, I don't know if... Did he have a name in the in the prologue? He's the, he's the Dragoon you fight as young Clive. Oh, no. He didn't right have at, one. I was like thinking... right at the get-go. Like yeah, towards no, the beginning. I know what you're. Yeah, I was thinking of the uh, Clive's boss whenever no, he's no. when you first come in. But um, no. no, that that dragoon you fight as young Clive is literally Estinian because it's the same voice actor. It's great. No, oh, I had two. I had two short dragoons on my short list also. But what were you saying, Sharp? Sorry. I was like, uh, I did start Stranger of Paradise, and you fight Tiamat at the beginning of that game. Yeah. Yeah. That that's one's true. that's a really good game too. Uh, if you can if you can tolerate not having a compass and getting lost, I had to take a break from it when I was playing it because I got so frustrated. I felt I was just running in circles and I can't figure out where to go. <laughs> and I'm just I just I'm just lost. I don't know what to do. So I, that's I, a souls. It's like what it is. right, but not not in the good ways. But um, so my. My Dragoons, I had it narrowed down to Freya from 9, but I ended up picking Sid from 7 for my, my favorite characters. I just, I love him because he he showed up and he cussed more than Barrett. And, you know, 12-year-old me loved the character who cussed. Uh, even though he was, he was, I didn't like how rude he was to his wife, who ended up with not being his wife, he told you very, very bluntly. But I, I enjoyed his story, like his redemption arc. He, he wanted to be a an astronaut his whole life you know the whole thing he saves this woman Shinra screws him over uh I I really liked his story I liked his character uh, I like how he saves you with the tiny bronco and when cloud goes into the coma he kind of steps up and takes a little bit of a lead um what can I say I'm a sucker for Sid pretty well in all of the all of the Final Fantasy games if Sid is a a good character I I'm almost always a sucker for him but seven especially. That's fair. But um, yeah, I mean, so at that point, I think is a good segue to get into our mid break real quick. And when we come back from the mid break, we will talk about rebirth. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass.
All right, welcome to the mid-break of the show where we talk about everything with the podcast that has nothing to do with the lore of Final Fantasy. And here, I want to thank all of our patrons supporting us. Thank you. Um, thank you, Highland Cubby, so for supporting us. Uh, it's always a great help. And um, Shout out, Cubby! <laughs> and it shows uh, what we're doing is at least entertaining. And uh, if you do want to support us uh, other than, or if you want to join us on Patreon, you can join us at patreon.com slash Final Fantasy Lorecast, uh, where you can get ad-free episodes or even join us on the show once a month of the topic of your choosing. Um, and then uh, if you want to support us another way, you can support us on Apple and Spotify. If you leave a five-star review on Apple or a, or a comment on an episode on Spotify, we're out loud the next time on the show, as long as it has some nice words. And you can also find us on a few different Discord servers, the Robots Radio Discord and my own Discord, the Ben and Friends Podcasting, where you can find this show as well as the other shows that I host, which are the Holocron Histories, the Wizarding World Lorecast, and the Witcher Lorecast. And you can find this show live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard, um... 5 p.m. Pacific, if I knew times, uh, on my Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash binoftamaria. And go follow, go get notified when I go live, because I'm trying to get affiliate, and I am so close. So all the views, I just need average viewers of three. With all the average viewers, it would help me tremendously. So, yeah. You have anything to add, Trey? No, uh, what I'm excited for, we're getting ready to talk about because it's coming in two months. True, that is true. So with that note, we are going to jump right back in. All right, we're back. And now we get to talk about the anticipated rebirth the sequel to the ff7 remake from 2020 was it 2020 yeah it was 2020 it came out during i think so yeah yeah it came out during covid because i was still working at GameStop at the time and people were mad because we were close to the public we were still open but we were close to the public so they couldn't come inside the store to pick up their game i had to do everything at the door (laughs) and it was the most nice annoying thing ever but people were like i need the game i need the game it's like i know don't i got you it's okay this is what we're gonna have to do the, for the next b- before God knows i how forget long. we're all excited about this right we're all we're oh, all absolutely amped. oh yeah even though even though we know there's gonna be a third game we know it's not like yep. tying up. we're well, all amped about this right yes oh absolutely sharp hmm? we're all excited sharp. about this oh right? yeah sorry <laughs> okay, i was, I was so, not in my head so I would just like to take a minute. I too am unbelievably excited about this. And I saw, I've seen a lot of backlash because there's reports that studios are planning on, instead of having one game, breaking games up into parts and selling them in parts. For me, that's all this is doing. It's taking Final Fantasy VII and it's like, we're going to break this up into parts. And we're going to make all of these parts freaking amazing and top tier. And for me, I don't see so, that this, is, this as a bad thing. So I, I so coming from, you know, gaming retail background and whatnot, I understand everyone's concern and everyone's, um, what's the word I'm looking Much for? Much like how Fortnite has um, turned every game into a battle we, pass we don't, game. Yeah, we don't talk about Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> I, I despise Fortnite. that I mean, I'm, game. I'm late to the Fortnite so game, much. but I just started, and it's fantastic. Oh no, no, you sh- you weren't you weren't working at GameStop when Fortnite came out. I've never worked at GameStop. I would never want to do that to myself. I, I, I it's a fun job. I I won't say too much about the company, but it, it is a fun job, and I did learn a lot. And it was it was a great like great eight years of my I work career. I worked there when the Xbox One and PS4 came out. Yeah, I worked there too. <laughs> and then I quit like immediately after. 
<laughs> but <laughs> I worked there for like know, two years. I worked there for almost a decade. But uh, no, Fortnite <laughs> when GameStop like working at GameStop when Fortnite dropped, it was dreadful. Though it was funny when they turned off the servers for a few days when they did the whole like redo the first map. That was fantastic oh, yeah, because everybody was no, I, coming in, freaking out. It's like, oh my god, Fortnite like shut down. I didn't down mean to turn it into a Fortnite thing. <laughs> I just I wanted to point out that I think if done correctly, this oh, Spider Man, yes. yeah, ep- Spider Man, Spider Man Two. Like people aren't complaining about these things when they're done and executed properly. Right. So, so for me, I think this is like the the, the perfect example of doing it right, correctly. which. Again, like I was trying to get into, uh, I rem- I do understand everyone's complaints and everyone's worries of the seven uh, remake series being an episodic thing. But the original creator for seven is literally the direct, like working on the game with everyone. He's overseeing everything, and he's able to add everything a lot of the things they originally cut from the original seven into the game now because they're doing it episodically and he gets to change things up just for the heck of it because he wants to. And they're done great. I mean, as long as they keep with that, I don't think you're going to get any complaints from anybody. Oh God, no. If if you come in with full story, like if you give me a full $60, $70 game, great graphics, my money's worth, then Bring it. Come It'll be with. worth it. Baldur's right. Gate. <laughs> yeah, but if you're coming at me with like five hour, ten hour game, I mean, still look good, but only a ten hour game. I mean, I would throw a fit. And That's so understandable. Right. Seventy. But the thing but with Final point, Fantasy, yes, at this point there's going to be spoilers, um, and and you and to comment with Sharp, um, what Final Fantasy game is not at least forty to fifty hours. Oh, yeah, for sure. So that, that's the one thing that all the Final Fantasy games have in common. But anyway, into Rebirth. So we, uh, we all, all three of us recently rewatched the trailers and that came out during the Summer Game Show and the one that came out, um, I think, like a month ago or so with the... Um, yeah, just a few weeks ago. Was it a few weeks? I thought it was longer than yeah, this, a few with weeks. The su- I mean, a few weeks and a month are literally a, a week difference, so... Well, fair. But the one with Air singing pretty, pretty um, in the trailer. And I will say, there's some interesting things two, going to Two happen. weeks ago, actually. From what page? YouTube from Final Fantasy. Oh, two you, weeks ago. You think they aren't uploading it on YouTube? Yeah. It might be... It might be two I mean, weeks like, in six I, days, I but it feels like two weeks. that came so, out longer than since two you weeks wanted ago, to throw a bit. Whoa, 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 whoa! A few, <laughs> a few weeks. Okay, that's fair. Enough of that. But uh, we watched the the trailers, the newer trailers, and everything. And I have to say, there's some interesting things that are obviously completely different from the original. Um. Something about Cloud being disappeared for five years, supposedly. Well, that was in the original. Oh yeah, it's true. And then um I'm I'm honestly more curious about the whole Zack stuff. Well, so at the end of at the end of remake, you know, you've had Sephiroth trying to interfere, you've had the whispers trying to keep fate. You mean on the track. Dementors? Yeah, the Dementors. You've had the whispers <laughs> trying to keep fate on track. And then you finally break free of that and you, you break your free will or whatever. Um, things had changed before that, like big surviving stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that opening up the door, like it just opens up the floodgates for the things that we are excited about. Like, um, what is it you said? You were like, you, you had missed it the first time you watched it, but something about Oh, Zach. yeah. So... I didn't realize, so Zach is talking to Biggs uh, in the game trailer, the summer games trailer. He's talking to Biggs, and you see in the background, literally it's uh, Tifa, um, or no, it's Jesse, Tifa, Barrett, and um, not Biggs, it's the other one. Um, what's his Wedge? 
Wedge, thank you. I don't know how I forget him, too. Uh, all of them have X's on them, but Biggs is still not X'd out. But he's talking to Zach, and I was like, so is this, like, present day? Is this an alternate timeline? Like, wh- what, are, what are we looking at here? And... And the other thing, and I think like, they're presumed. I think they're presu- everyone's presumed dead because, like, we know we know Tifa and Barrett aren't dead. True, um, but I, I well, and that's I, thought, yeah. I, thought, I think we're pretty we're pretty sure about Wedge and Jesse, if I remember it correctly. From yeah, Wedge and Wedge and Jesse are officially they're, they're they're dead. But Biggs, Sharp, did you? I don't remember if you beat remake or not. I did not. I was looking at the trailer again, okay. trying to find that part. I kind of want to see it again while you guys were talking there for a second. Oh, yeah, you're good. But, yeah, um, Biggs at the very end of the uh, remake, we see a cutscene and Biggs is in bed waking up with, like, you see Jesse's bracelet and Wedge's, like, I think glove or goggles or something on his bedside. Um, It's 26 seconds or so sharp, just so you know. And is, yeah, is, and that's one of the things I wrote down is that conversation. I really liked that, and I. Right. Um, it seems like Golden Saucer is going to be a a big part of this, and that's going to be a lot of fun, mm-hmm. vibrant, bright colors. You know, happy, upgoing, you know, upbeat music, and then we're going to have this side with Biggs and that survivor guilt he's facing and dealing with. And then we're also going to have later in the trailer you get uh, Dean from. Uh, Mount Coral with Barrett talking to him mm-hmm. about Marlene. So we're going to have all of this great fun at the gold saucer sandwiched with these two just tragic, terrible things. Yeah. It, it's, it's interesting that there's like this interesting, like there's two stories going on at this point. There's one with cloud and then you have the one with Zach. But the thing is, ha- the main thing, and obviously this is spoilers, in the original game, Zack's dead. He is full-on dead. That's how Cloud gets the Buster Sword. Mm-hmm. But with the remake, somehow he's not dead, or it's an alternate timeline thing, because you have those fate time Dementor things. Well, time is just like a flat thing in seven like with the live stream everything oh you're right situation so yeah but so them them fighting the whispers and breaking that that's what enables zach to survive and that's what breaks the the timeline of fate so this is why i need to play the remake because i have nothing about these little (laughs) demon people they literally uh, um they literally look like dementors they're little have you ever watched um have well, you... I've seen them, and I like okay. I said I played the game, so I've seen them. They, but I, I never got far enough where I understood what their purpose is or why they're there. They're there they're to the whispers cor- of fate. Either they're there to correct the timeline. So when you go and play the uh, in the remake, these time dementor, fate dementors, whatever you want to call them, whispers are roaming around and. They only pop up in during like very specific times throughout the game when it's like a pivotal moment when you th- like when something major is going to either change, um, like the Shindra Tower. Barrett was supposed to like get shot and uh grave or he I think he died originally or yeah, Sephiroth stabs, stabs, stabs him. Stabs him and then the fate and the the whispers come in and like r- completely reverse it. Like hmm. he never got hurt. They so do. They do have them pop up early in the game. Sometimes doing like mundane things. Like, mm-hmm. um, I don't remember what it is you're supposed to do, but you're getting there too quickly. So the whispers literally just circle you and just stall you long enough. So, I think yeah, it's like you it's, meet Aerith. And you it's bump literally into right when you meet Aerith, and then right after you meet Aerith. But they do it a couple other times uh, throughout the game, kind of hinting at, at their meaning before they come out and say it later on they it's nice the way they subtly kind of when you replay the game and you see the whispers pop up and you in your head you're like wait what is this correcting what is it they're trying to fix so when you do go back and play it it is very rewarding uh trying to figure out the puzzle pieces right Hmm. and so obviously there's things in rebirth that are going to be completely different from the original 
And uh, another big one I didn't realize and I like, really never looked in, like, apparently I, like, wasn't really paying too much attention when the, the first time I watched the trailer uh, where Yuffie tries to kill Sethiroth literally um because she killed her uh, he killed her father um that was tifa that's tifa is that tifa no a, yeah she yeah she wears the, that cowboy hat and stuff in the flashback that's a flashback you're seeing yeah no it's yuffie in the trailer i can i can promise I'm pretty you pretty sure wrong. it's yuffie i nice. mean i might be wrong i don't know it looked like yuffie <laughs> well at least in well, the I'm original right. game Tifa attacks Sethroth. Yeah, that's you. Uh, Those you love. Whoever. Yeah, and that's what that's the catalyst for they Cloud say she, um, those you getting the power. You burst and, you know, my the, inner, the inner power going Super Saiyan and being able to kill uh, Sethroth because he sees him strike down his childhood love, basically. Yeah. And then he goes crazy because he kills Zack, he kills Tifa, it looks like, and then he stabs Cloud, you know, the whole thing. But. I With was, Yuffie, I, I liked how when the purple, like in the trailer, when she's there and the purple stuff pops up, it has her freak. I try not to cuss as much on her. Just freak the F out on the, like she just loses it and runs away in the trailer. And if you play the the remake um, or the integrate part, it, it really ties into that, that purple thing. And uh, oh, I can't remember what they're called. The underground people from Dirge of Cerberus. Um, but that whole group of people, uh, it really ties into that with Weiss and all them. And I, I can't wait to see them kind of bring all that together with it too. And I really enjoyed Yuffie running away from running away from it and continuing all of that. So it was Tifa. I rewatched, just watched, rewatched the, the snippet. Um, the, why I got confused was the Yuffie running away was literally right before that. Mm-hmm. And it was just so quick. I didn't see the hat and didn't realize it was Tifa. That's well, the, my the, the bad. The running part's pretty pretty awesome, though, right? It is awesome. Yes. Oh, I like, absolutely. The agree. Voice, whoever the voice actress is, she does such a great job of just having this terror in her voice as she's running away. And I'm just I I'm so excited for the whole game. They have Sid being super nice to Aerith, and there's a there's a clip going around. Um, because he's all like, oh, how may I assist you? And in Seven, the real game, he's an asshole. And he's like, go get me a beer. And I don't know if you guys watched It's Always Sunny, but there's a clip from mm. Charlie. And he goes, I'm something like, go get me a goddamn beer, bitch. And it was going around the Final Fantasy Seven subreddit for like a good week and a half. Oh, and I'm my gonna God. And I'm going to find it, put it in the Discord. Anyway, here. but um, yeah, so there's that. Um. Red 13 is a playable character this time around, which is awesome because who doesn't want an awesome, uh, is he a dog or a, like a lion? Red's a lion, isn't he? He's Nanaki. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> they yeah. live like 300 years. Like he's just, uh, he, he's Nanaki. And then, um, I don't remember what they are. Damn. We see, oh God, I cannot remember his name. Um, Vincent. Vincent, thank Vincent. you. He's appeared now. Yeah, we, I'm it really was, excited for him. It was confirmed. Yes. Vincent is going to be how Red was in the remake, where he's not playable, but he's still in your party, uh, and he's able to do like assists here and there. But that's it. He's not a playable character. Um, that. Yeah, right. I mean, he's 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 there though. That's the important part. All right, um, while we're talking about Vincent, I want to pause for a second. How would we feel about them coming out with a shooter with Vince? Like Dirge of Cerberus, like whether it's a it. remake of Dirge of Cerberus and trying to re- turn it into like a, a better shooter or just a complete different direction. Do something um, like they I did. I for one would I for one would know cuz it Dirge of Cerberus had like the Fortnite, the third person view, didn't it, Sharp? I never played it. I well, never thanks. played. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> and it's really messed up because, like, I really and I really enjoyed Vincent when I was a kid when I played Final Fantasy. Vincent and Red Thirteen were my favorite characters when I first hey, played those. And games. they're both in Rebirth. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, but also around that time when uh, of Cerberus or whatever came out, it was a time where I was really into sports and I did not play it. So I didn't I did. play it either, but. 
I think I would enjoy them doing, even if it's like a tw- like a DLC, and it's just like a, a 15, 20 hour Vincent thing. I would, I, I would enjoy them doing a shooter thing with Vincent. I can see them doing something like what they did with Yuffie, um, and do like integrate or like somehow like somehow do like side chapters specifically with Vincent. I can see them possibly doing th- something like that, but that also depends on where the story goes. Like we don't know how the story is going to play out with rebirth yet well in the um, trailers we know we're going we we go to calm and we get the story thing we know that's confirmed well yeah um but we don't we know to, like we're if, going to mount coral we don't know if there's like any like real big uh alterations yet no i mean <clears throat> so the biggest one i saw was you see zach um with elmira in the one thing but then you see zach with cloud in the in the wheelchair and it looks like mm-hmm. he's in his mako coma but then at the end of the trailer, it looks like Aerith is laying there also in a coma beside him, which is new. She, you know, she had already, I think, went off to the ancients at that point. Um, I can't remember, but or just, maybe it was just... After, but she, but but the fact that she's there in that coma um, is well, is something that's it's different just right there. Right there Along is with, a you know, real big Zach one back. where Zach and um, Myra, right? Marlene? Marlene, 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 Marlene. Zach and Marlene are literally talking to each other while Zach or Wyatt Cloud is literally zonked out. And I was like, mm-hmm. um, are we not noticing who's in the background in this? <laughs> and how she's talking to so Zach? Sharp, how do you think it's going to play out? <laughs> and what um, What I miss? Oh, I just, I called you out. I said, how do you think it's going to play out? You were quiet for a minute and I wanted well, to make you talk. <laughs> well, the, you, um, you had me interested on the Cerberus game and yes, it's over the shoulder. So I looked at a real quick video. Um, I don't know. Well, I, my, one of my questions was, but now that it's, it's, uh, I see that's in like the same timeline. I was wondering if they're going to add a little bit of crisis core to it, but it, that wouldn't make any sense with it being in this while they're all in the same. Oh, area. Yeah, that's fair. Because well, Crisis like, Core, um, Crisis Core takes place before the events, correct? Of, like Genesis uh, and all that. Yeah, I was well. I was wondering if they were going to go back and forth and just sprinkle a little bit more of Zach's story in there. But then, like I said, when I first watched it, I didn't notice that he was talking to Big. That's fair. These... I mean, that's a fair assumption. I, I, I think we're going. But so they're, they're, Crisis they have Core a got its, guys hidden. Crisis Core got its own remake. <laughs> so... No, I think we get Kunzel or Kunzel, and I think uh, Genesis pops up. I think he's the hidden character that they're not showing on the the little item things. I do think we get some things from Crisis Core playing a factor, along with the uh, the, the underground people, because um, they are they already showed up in UP. So I do think Crisis Core. I don't think we get like flashbacks and we like go back and play it because, like Ben said, we already got the remake. But I do think the characters from Crisis Core are going to play a factor. Oh, well, yeah. Not, necess- not necessarily go back and play, but since we have Final Fantasy VII and we have Crisis Core, will they do more flashbacks like in this game showing... Oh, as like a cutscene kind of a thing. Correct, yeah. Not yeah, going back not and actual like, play, but get cutscenes out of... Out of uh, with Zach's perspective and everything. Um, yeah. What about the whole um, Zach getting notified? It's like... You need like when she wakes up, you have to tell her she's going to die or she's going to get like stabbed he's going or, to kill her. He's going the to kill her. Yeah. Going to kill her. Yeah, wow. and I was like, what? Um, <laughs> so for one, um, Barrett's daughter is somehow like a seer and can see into the future. Um, Though this could also be something to do with the whispers, or it could be the live stream, or it could be some magical BS that we don't know about yet. Well, um, so in in remake, Aerith talks to her through like the water, um, so mm, kind of telepathically. Mm. She can kind of speak through the water. So I think Marlene might have some of that power too. There's been there are fan theories that she's going to be an ancient also, but I don't think so. Yeah, mm. Who knows? But just getting the heads up. Of hey, when she wakes up, you need to tell her. Badman's coming after to kill her, and then I'm I'm curious. Is like okay, cool. She tells Zach's that, but like, how is is Zach in present day to tell Aerith? 
Like that's why yeah, he's sitting there this with is, cloud. Yeah, but like he's also kind of blurred in the background. So <laughs> is it like like the background's kind of a blurred a little bit? So is it like is this present day? Is this like an alternate thing? Is this something like to do with the live stream? Like it's who knows? But interesting. Oh no, I think it's I think it's present day. Like he's talking to Marlene. He's like she's five. It can't be, you know, it's mm. not like it can be too far back. Uh, I think that's like the warning for what happens in the original game. You know, Sephiroth comes down and kills Aerith. Oh, yeah. I mean, but the very end of the. So uh, they say this game goes trailer. to that moment. Yeah. To that moment. Okay. Because in the newest trailer, okay. we have literally, it's going to, like, the end of that trailer is the start of that scene. Aerith is literally praying. And two black bird feathers start dropping down. Who could that be? Yeah, but in the original, they didn't show him as the one-winged angel, right? True. He, they did part? not. They So he wasn't a one-winged angel at all yet. Um, and if that's you, what I was... when you go and play the remake, he's a one-winged angel already. In that game, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I need to, I need to play it. It is. Um, is that when he first show? Is that when he first shows up in seven? When does he first show up in the original? In the original, he it's literally calm. It's literally that scene with Aerith. That's his first appearance. That's what I thought. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think he just drops in and mm-hmm. takes her out. Yep. No, I think he. Well, no, there was no. no it was no. the bridge scene. You messed with, with uh, right? Because you have to walk it. You have to walk in the black materia. Trying to think here. It's been so long since I played the original seven. <laughs> All right, and I apologize. Right. Yeah, I know. Scene. I just... <laughs> like weird. It's but either just so way, long. he. So what I think happens is Marlene gets to warn him. Aerith, you save Aerith at the end of this one. Zach and Cloud team up, save Aerith, and then at the end of the next one, I think they're really going to stick it to us. And Sephiroth's going to kill Zack, and we're going to have to like either kill Aerith ourselves or let her die to save the planet, because that's just the way it has to be. That would be interesting. That would be a plot. So I think we get, which is kind of it sucks that we don't get the happy ending at the end. We get the happy ending in the middle game, but it (laughs) it would just be such a full circle story. Now I will say this. Um, with the newest, what's the new? Is it's not Crisis Core? It's um, what's the new mobile game they did with Seven specifically? Ever um, Crisis? Ever Crisis? Ever Crisis? Thank you. Um, in that game specifically, there is a special two-man combo of Cloud and Zach teaming up to do a special, and they're all in the animation and the style as the remakes. So. Huh. I'm excited to see <laughs> dual Buster Sword combos That'd with Zack cool. and Cloud both having theirs. That'd be so awesome. I did, I did see that in the trailer. Was that in the uh, remake too, where like you could combo off other characters? Yes. Is that new for Rebirth? No, that that, that they did that in the remake okay. where you can combo off of each other. Like now, I didn't play it. Now Rebirth is much more uh, refined and much like the combos are much more flashier. Yeah, it was a very uh, limited. It was a very what, limited. What you combos. saw in the trailer is not anything like what it was like in, in, in the remake. What I saw, like, when what, I saw uh, Cloud pick up Kate Sith and spin her out with him, I was like, "This, I'm all in for this game." Right. right. Now. Or I loved uh, <laughs> the Aerith and Tifa combo where Aerith yeah. pulls up a like a bubble shield, and and Tifa's literally just bouncing around in it, literally striking everything. Yeah, it was great. Or Tifa Speaking and of, uh, Red, they do that uh, ninja fire combo. Oh, yeah, that was cool. You yeah. mentioned Tifa and Aerith. So one thing I noticed, you earlier mentioned the five years. What I think I'm going to like about the remake, from what I remember about OG, it was always told from Cloud's perspective up until he went into the coma. So, like, for instance, we get Aerith and Tifa, we get to hear them talking speculating about what happened with cloud and she's and like well, why don't you just ask cloud and she right. Aerith's like well, she kind of dances around well, it a little bit but T- we didn't get that well no tifa is and getting T- to explore that i think is I thought, really cool i thought Aerith said in the trailer it's like why are you asking me um 
to Tifa because Tifa's oh, yeah, asking that, all yeah, these questions right. yeah, to Aerith. Asked, and I was like, why are you asking me? Right. <laughs> it's like, I wasn't with them. <laughs> but I just, I don't, I'm pretty sure we don't get that, uh, the storytelling perspective mm. from anything other than Cloud's point of view. And so them mm. getting to, like you say, having the original director getting to expand on his story, I think it's just, I'm so hyped. I'm so excited about this game. Uh, all of the, the Golden Saucer looks amazing. Uh, while he's there, it looked like there was uh, like a big um, demon-looking guy, and then he had like a cat. It looked almost so, Kate Sith-like. So that is a play. That's Barrett okay. in a costume. Is it, okay, that's Barrett in a costume. Because you, you see his Gatling gun. <laughs> that That's a play. Like I, I'd imagine it's going to be something similar to like um, the um, Beehive Club, where it's going to be something similar to that. Um, towards like kind of like that kind of mini game, uh, throughout the story, where you have to do something. So, but yeah, I'm Rebirth looks great. I'm excited. It's it's going to be different. It's going to be adding a lot to the series. Um, like we've been saying, the original creators on board with the whole entire project. Uh, the FF7 project team is separate from all the other uh, teams that make the Final Fantasy. Like, there's a, there's the 14, the Final Fantasy 14 team. You have the core team that makes all the numbered Final Fantasy games. And then we have a team specifically for the Final Fantasy 7 project that do nothing but work on Final Fantasy 7. So... I'm excited. It's great. We're finally getting it. That's the, all that matters, honestly. Mm-hmm. It, it's been a, a long three-ish, four-ish years. Well, yeah, it'd be going. It'd be four years because the remake came out in March. Yeah, it came out literally during the first month of COVID. So that'd have been March. I'm playing Crisis Core in January. I'm going to play the remake in February, and then this comes out at the very end. So it's just going to be <laughs> just 2024 is going to start off perfect for me. Oh yeah. It, it's going to be great. And yeah, 24, 20, 2024 is already looking up. We have the re- rebirth coming right at the get go. And I'm excited. I have star Wars outlaws supposed to come out sometime next year. Who knows when, but we're going to be supposedly getting it. And, uh, who knows what else we'll get. I'm excited. So, um, before we end the show, I was ask our guests, uh, Sharp, do you have anything to share uh, before we end the episode or any final thoughts or anything? Um, I will say, if you guys, or if anyone listening, likes the game Apex, in January, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth will have a crossover so some of those characters will get skins. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're saying there's a crossover with Apex Legends? Yes. What? Uh, Vincent, the Vincent skin is going to Wraith, who's also who's a female. Interesting. Um, Cloud skin is going to Crypto, who is the least picked legend in the game. So I thought that was a very weird choice of... But yeah, but it? then now people are going to pick them specifically for that skin. I I I beg a differ. Like, That's it's so terrible. I don't play Apex. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then Aerith is going to Horizon. That's the only, I believe, the only three that we know for sure. There's probably going to be more when the event actually drops. But yeah, it happens in January. So it's some. I think it's like January 20th or 19th or something like that. That's awesome. And then also stay tuned uh, for Final Fantasy fourteen news. We're supposed to get a crossover with the sixteen, uh, with fourteen, to where we get, um, Turgle, is it Turgle? Yeah, Turgle, the the dog, um, as a mount and pet, and we hmm. get to fight Efreet with Clive. So that'd be fun. And it's the Efreet, not from 14. It's the Efreet from 16. So it's the big monstrous looking one, not the... Well, 14's Efreet's also pretty monstrous, but he's more lizard-like. Much more lizard-like. But anyway, yeah, yeah stay tuned for that stuff. So, yeah. Uh, Trey, do you have any final thoughts before we sign off? 
Um, nope. If anyone's on threads, you can find me on threads at final finally. There you go. I just down I just downloaded threads. There you go, people. So uh with that being said, um thank you for listening to the Final Fantasy Lorecast and may the crystals guide you. Thank you for listening to the Final Fantasy Lorecast. You can find us on the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net. You can find us on Twitter at FFLorecast. And you can email us at FFLorecast at gmail.com.